Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella. So go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is Sode number 118. The... Possibly the $15,000 Cheesecake Factory tab of soaps. (laughs) (laughs) That We talk about the the Hall of Fame in the NFL. Cheesecake Factory should have a Hall of Fame for dudes who have spent five figures or more. Yeah. It would only have have one bust, and it would be Vince Young in a Titans jersey. But, you know, (laughs) but they should, right? Or do it like Buffalo Wild Wings does. Like, if you complete the Blazing Wings Challenge, you get your picture taken and put on the wall. (laughs) Like, if you get your card declined for spending at least five figures at the Cheesecake Factory, you get your picture taken, put in the back, and, you know, treat it to VIP the next time you step in. Right. They they should add Vince Young's name to Cheesecake Factory. It should now be called Vince Young's Cheesecake Factory. Because, like, if you spend that much, you're essentially buying a, at least a franchise. So, like, it should be Vince Young's Cheesecake Factory. Kind of like how it used to be Chris's Steakhouse. But then Ruth won that, uh, uh, you know, spent $15,000 in there one day. And so they made it Ruth's Chris yeah, Steakhouse. Yeah, I, I remember that day to a T. Yeah. All the great quarterbacks, it seems like, start a, a restaurant or a sports bar or something. Mm-hmm. Remember McNair had the gridiron nine John, I think John Elway's got one in Denver. Right. But since Vince Young never really got that far, let's just make him the honorary owner of cheesecake. Yeah. Factory. Well, he does have that steakhouse in Austin, doesn't he? Oh so, yeah. Yeah. He does have it. So, which just begs the question, if you're going to spend $15,000 at a restaurant, why do you not do it at your own? <laughs> Get you can't get high on your own supply though, Austin. I that and thank you, Jack. I'm glad I'm glad you're such a pothead to remind me of the <laughs> rules of thumb behind it. Uh, that one comes that great sewed title comes via at Tim the Titans fan. Good work, Tim. Uh, Tim the Titans fan on Twitter. Uh, well done, Tim. Um, if you want to submit a so title for next week, just tweeted us uh, with something obscure about the Titans, kind of like that one was, uh, and we'll name the so that and give you credit if it's if it's a good one. If it's anything in the realm of Tim the Titans fans, uh, the possibly the fifteen thousand dollar cheesecake factory tab <laughs> of so. Uh, we also have Anthony Layman and Lindsey D on deck. Okay. Uh, well, these these like come flooding in every single week. Um, which thank you, first of all, for first and foremost, thank you for submitting these. Uh, if Jack, if we keep them coming each week, obviously we can only do one a week, but if they keep coming in and flooding in at the the rate that they have been, we might have to do like two or three a week and have the listeners vote for the so title for the upcoming week. Yeah. Head to head. So titles. I like that. And Hey, maybe you get bonus points 
if you submit your sewed title or sewed suggestion and along with that your cheesecake factory order because i've never been there i don't i don't know what you would get at you the gotta get the factory. brown they have that brown bread oh baby and that butter when it's warm oh mm. love me some warm butter oh my gosh oh yeah rub it all over I, me uh i don't know if i'm gonna be able to do the rest of the episode now uh <laughs> did you say rub it <laughs> Butter me down, Cheesecake Factory. This, this just got this episode. We haven't even like we haven't even gotten out of the cold open, and we're it's already so sensual. Probably the most sensual episode we've put together so far. Other than that one episode, Jack and I spent the whole last fifteen minutes talking about balls. Uh, this week's episode, <laughs> we've got tr- we're going to be talking about Traylon Burks. Uh, my man's got asthma, which it is maybe good news. Like at least in a way, we'll 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 try and let you know what we're talking about a little bit later. Uh, plus we got, uh, what the new Aaron Donald contract, my man got paid what that means for big Jeff Simmons, because look, you know, Titans, Titans going to have some spending to do in the upcoming seasons. We're deep in the heart of the off season. So why not? Let's look ahead to the upcoming years. Plus we're going to be joined by Jim Wyatt, our original uncle of the podcast, Jimmy, uh, who is legitimately Jack's uncle, he's going to join us to talk uh, Titans because I like who better in the dead of summer to get to talk Titans than the man who is working in the building every mm-hmm. single day. Uh, plus, we've got a remember the Titan. But before we get into any of all that, let's first get a word from Relax the Back. Yes, I love talking about our friends over at Relax the Back and CEO Glenn Word, who makes it all happen over there. After a bad car accident a handful of years ago, Glenn sought out to correct his posture and dodge some surgeries through preventative measures um, with sleep technology and posture improvement. Now, over the course of time, through these types of measures, Glenn's body was able to self-correct and he dodged all these surgeries and started to relax the back. And when somebody like that goes through something like that, that becomes that guy's passion. This Relax the Back is Glenn Ward's passion project. And you can tell by the effort and energy he puts into the store every single day. They set out every single day to help people in the national area work better, live better, and feel better. And if you struggle, like me, with falling asleep, I've got insomnia and I've got posture issues because I spend all day hunched over on my computer looking at the screen, not in the best posture. I could do a lot better. But when I'm on my computer, it just goes over my head. I forget about it. Well, don't worry about that. If you go into Relax the Back, you'll find a chair there that can combat your neck and back pain for those of us who are sitting at work all day long. Uh, they've also got Technogel and Tempur-Pedic pillows and mattresses to help maximize your sleep every night. They've also got a nice zero-gravity mattress that I laid on for about 15 minutes last time I was in the store. They're going to make sure you're waking up and feeling great every day. So go check them out. They're at 2020 Glen Echo Road in Nashville, Tennessee. It's right across the road from the Green Hills Regal Movie Theater in that shopping area, kind of right next to Hillsborough High, if you're familiar with that area. But hey, if you don't live in Middle Tennessee, don't sweat it. You can go check them out online at stores.relaxtheback.com slash Nashville and get to feeling better today. And when you go in and you see Glenn, make sure to tell them that A to Z Sports sent you. With that said... Let's talk Titan. I hear the train a coming. It's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. 
What is up, Flameheads? Welcome into the Tighten Up Podcast. Today is June 8th, 2022, and... You sound out of shape, Austin. <sighs> Sorry. Uh, no, all good. All good, dude. It's... Uh, I don't know if you know this or not, Jack. I've got asthma. Oh, okay. That's not a big deal then. Yeah, no. It's In fact, it, it probably makes you feel better uh, now knowing that, uh, looking back on previous performances, right? Yeah, because our listeners would have been really upset if you showed up to work uh, you know, on a day you knew you were coming in and uh-huh. you showed up out of breath and out of shape and couldn't yeah. do your job on the podcast, couldn't talk. You know, you're supposed to be the guy who drives the bus here. There, this podcast relies upon you, so you can't come in here out of breath. That's, that's right. not professional. You know, it's just it's been a it's been a while. It's been a whole six days since I've podcasted, and so it's like one kind of getting back on that horse, but then pairing it with. <sighs> hey, hey, if you need if you need to sit out a segment, you can sit out a segment. You can go one on one off. We'll bring you back for Remember the Titan. How about that? <gasps> Okay, sorry, I'm back. I'm good, good again. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm good. Sorry. Uh, and look, this is not to make light of the um, people with asthma, because I know, you know, it can be serious. Uh, but this is, you know, but it is like it's, first of all, it's not like a, it, from what I know, it's not dire. You know, it's not like a dire, you know, medical condition. Yeah. Millions of people have asthma. In you fact, can- we're going to get to our, athletes that t- a list of top athletes with asthma coming up here in just a bit you can but die from just about anything out there you can't so. that is true that is true um the ice but what we're saying is this is not this is like in my opinion this is good news for titans fans like that he has i mean like it's not good news that he that you know your new star receiver the guy that you're hoping kind of fills that aj brown void which again not to put uh unfair uh, you know, an unfair bar set for him, but like you're like, you know, you, you'd rather him not have asthma, but, but based off of what we've seen so far with him taking those, those breaks and having to step aside from practice, it's like, okay, we have our explanation. We have our explanation as to why that is right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Titans wide receivers coach Rob Moore on Tuesday at practice finally came forward and told everybody what, what Traylon Burks's deal has been, you know, since he, since he started practicing with the Titans, he's got asthma, this situation, which now we know is not a big deal. And some of us were saying like Darren Bates, it was never a big deal, even right. if he was just out of shape. But now that we know it's asthma, I wonder, and you know, I know Mike Vrabel plays his cards pretty close to his vest. You know, he doesn't let anything get out, especially injury stuff. Uh, I mean, I'd imagine this falls in that category, but, from the shitstorm that followed his first day at rookie minicamp, yeah, the Titans could have done him a big favor and just come out and said, "He's got asthma. It's going to take a little bit. We're going to figure out how to manage this. It's not a big deal. It's not going to affect him during the regular season, at least we hope." The only place I could really imagine it playing a factor would be if the Titans go on the road to Denver, where the air is a little thinner, the altitude plays an effect. But they come to Nashville this year. So, and you know, they're not going to Mexico City. There's no places in altitude like that that I can imagine this asthma stuff playing a major factor. And and you mentioned it. We're going to go through a list of plenty of dudes 
uh, who've had asthma and still excelled in their sports. But Traylon Burks, finally, I think the Titans did him a big favor. I think it's a relief to Titans fans to yeah, know well, that it's not just him being out of shape. Yeah, but did they do him a big favor? Because like you were just saying, like it is, it is to me, it's a little weird that they didn't just like if they knew this was a thing. Like, why are we just learning about this now? Like, why did this not come out even in like draft reports or scouting reports? Like, why? How is it like that? It's been kept under wraps this whole time. Uh, you know, like it's not. I don't know. Like, I I just feel like. And I, look, we don't have the right to know as fans like we don't we don't have that right. But I'm just saying, like, it's weird that it didn't even like leak out or sure. or someone didn't know about this ahead of Rob Moore revealing it today. And is like a side field press conference. Yeah. To make it even more confusing, Vrabel admitted today that they had known this was an issue with Burks through pre-draft processes. And he mentioned a long history or a long list of or injury list that uh, Burks has kind of gone through throughout his career, just because, you know, you got to be up to date on information on the guys you're going to be hopefully spending the next decade with working under you like Traylon Burks, hopefully will for the Titans. Everybody mm-hmm. hope he's a big success comes in, not only fills AJ Brown shoes, but maybe does even more. It's a high bar to set, but he's a first round draft pick. The Titans have big expectations, but you're right. Mike Vrabel said that he knew this heading in. So, why are we still kind of being secretive about this type of stuff? And I know he comes from New England, Belichickian style. You don't say anything that doesn't need to be said. If you're not asked a question about it, don't say anything about it. But it's Vrabel was getting asked about this all the time. He had plenty of chances uh, to step up there and say, Traylon Burks has asthma. That's what he's been dealing with. Boom, that's it. It's a non-issue. The national media doesn't take this story and run with it. We had an old, a whole episode last week about supposed red flags GMs teams and reporters saw Traylon Burks at the combine with his weight and with his conditioning we know it's asthma if, if they had told us that after Traylon Burks first day at rookie minicamp this would not have been an issue there wouldn't have been so many stories written about it morning shows like at A to Z we have that, that we've talked about it I've been on a couple that we've talked about it obviously this podcast it feels like this is the third straight week we're talking <laughs> yeah. about Traylon Burks but right. finally we have some closure with this situation I the Titans fan in me is relieved that he's not just, you know, flat out of shape, right? It's actually something he has to work through. Right. And to any Titans fans out there that are are currently listening to this or, or Titans fans that, you know, that, uh, you know, don't give us the time of day, which first of all, why the hell not? Uh, but you know, that are out there being like, Oh, well, this is a bad thing that he's got asthma. How do you expect him to perform on Sundays? If he can't, you know, if he can't breathe right, or if he struggles with it, to that, I would say, go back and watch his highlights on how he per- performed on Saturdays. Yes. Like, just because he has asthma doesn't mean this can't dude can't ball. So, like, don't don't let it think like and Jack, I think you're right. Like, if anything, this is a good thing to know. OK, this explains the questions that we've had burning in our skulls for the last two, three weeks of why he hasn't been, been able to perform. So, it, like and and if you're if you're if there's even an inkling in your mind of like well you know he's not going to be able to bring his sprayer out in the field come Sundays it's like uh, yeah no yeah. he doesn't need to you know I'm like what? it's not like it's not an issue for him for him not to be able to perform on Sunday with that the medical term for sprayer I believe would be an, an inhaler oh, yeah. but sprayer is sprayer it's it's like street lingo for for no, you're it right. makes it sound it cooler. Sprayer. Yeah. That's what we call it on the streets. Uh, 
These like, asthma you know, streets, they're, they're tough out there. The asthma streets are brutal. They're very brutal because, you know, if you ever pick a fight in the asthma streets, you have to take like two or three breaks mid fight mm-hmm. just to get a quick spray in. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a performance enhancing drug that is medically allowed, right? The on, yeah. The only thing that this would worry me for Traylon Burks, it, it does it, nothing about Sundays, nothing about him playing for the Titans worries me. The only thing it would worry me is if like he was in like a scary movie and he had to run from a killer and mm. he didn't have his inhaler with him. Then it's like, okay, yeah, then I'm a little bit worried for Traylon and his safety, okay? But right now, with him playing on Sundays and with him having his inhaler as far away from him as the sidelines, yeah, I think it's going to be okay. Yeah, there's bigger issues, I think, with this Titans roster. Now that we know that it's asthma with Traylon Burks and not a weight issue, he's he's not coming in. He hasn't Mm. been lazy this offseason, and even if he was, that's okay because going back to that Darren Bates interview – he had plenty of meetings, plenty of visits, all this stuff to do where, you know, he was able to get himself in combine shape, but combine shape and football shape, two totally different things, right. especially when you're practicing in the middle of the summer in muggy ass Nashville. By the way, it's been so hot here uh, in, the, in the past couple of weeks. I don't know what the Chicago weather is like. I'm oh, it's beautiful. Pretty sure it's, it's like uh, it's like it's windy been like and nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's been 70 degrees. It's nice. It's real nice. Um this is like our spring. Our spring comes like two months later than everyone else's. Yeah, I, you um, know, I, I'm jealous at this point. And it's, I'm on, the jealousy is only going to grow stronger as we get into July when, when it's going to just absolutely, I'm just going to be a walking puddle of sweat. Yeah. But, Which I will say, just to clarify my previous statement, if Traylon Burks was in a scary movie, we would have bigger issues on our hands. What, what are you talking about? I mean, he would probably die. Yeah. Why do they do that? That why do they do it? You know, yeah. Why why do like why you've never seen a scary movie where just everyone lives? That's a good point. Well, I think that's also I don't think you could call it a scary movie if nobody dies. What's so scary about nobody dying? I don't know. Someone jumping out of a closet or something. Like what? Like what happens if like what if it's just like a serial killer? Like Scream, for example. For example, like Ghostface Killer. Like if he's just bad at killing. You know, like, why is it that every single ghost face killer, because it's a new killer in every movie. Mm-hmm. Why is it that they're all good at killing? Like, can't they just have an off night one time or like where like they get they get arrested attempting to murder someone? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I it, would think, be, it would make for a boring movie. I get it. And it probably a pretty short one. The but... scary movie series, uh, I think, falls in the category. That we're talking <laughs> about. Right. Just just yeah. bizarre from front to back. But. Um, All right. Uh, So, Jack, I've got my list to make Titans fans feel easier, uh, more at ease. I have my list of the top. Let me see here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I got the top 10 athletes. Oh. Of all time. It's list season. This is list season. It is list season. And uh, and this is this is. this is a good one for any Titans fans with doubts over uh, Traylon and his asthma. Okay. Coming in at number 10, Amy Van Dyken. Huh? Who's that? That, 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 that I knew. Gosh, damn it, Jack. I knew you were going to say that. Uh, Amy Van Dyken, six time Olympic gold medalist, four in 1996 and two in 2000. Uh, she was the, uh, she, 
She graced the cover of Sports Illustrated, Time, and USA Today. She's now a sports broadcaster. What was her event? Uh, she was a... Uh, As you're reading this and getting on to me not knowing her. Swimming. 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 She okay. was swimming. Everyone knows that, dude. Amy Van Dyken. Yeah, that's they, true. They, right. They, it was like, you know, they called her Amy Van Dyke Swim. She, uh, she, she sounds like the, the mean vice principal that everyone's so scared to oh, visit. Oh, Mrs. Van Dyken? Oh, oh you do not. She'll tear oh. you a new one, Miss Van Dyken she'll, will. She'll spank you with her, her yardstick. Mm-hmm. She'll, yeah. yeah, her ruler. Her, she'll get you. No uh, number nine. with her. <laughs> Never. Mrs. Van Dyken is the meanest. She has warts on her nose. Uh, <laughs> number nine, Dak Prescott. Uh, now, Dak Prescott, I'm pretty sure doesn't, which I don't even know if you can do this, or maybe, I don't know. All I saw was Dak Prescott overcame childhood asthma. So I don't know if you can, like, eventually just get over asthma. He's a survivor. He's an asthma survivor. Train out of it, yeah. But Dak, I don't think, still has it. Or maybe he does still have it. It just doesn't affect him. I don't know. But he overcame childhood asthma, but I'm still putting him on the list. Number nine. Number eight, Christy Yamaguchi. Ooh, Yamaguchi, huh? You have no idea who Yamaguchi is. I, I've heard I've heard of Yamaguchi. I'm I'm not totally sure the sport that she played. She's Olympic gold medalist for figure skating. Figure uh, skating of 1992. Course. She's been a spokesperson for the American Lung Association since 2011, which I just did an American Lung Association uh like a event at Bush Stadium in St. Wow. Louis over this past weekend. I, I ran the philanthropic of you. Yeah, I I I I ran the steps of Bush Stadium. It was pretty crazy. I don't recommend it. It's a it's a workout. You will be sore and not in your lungs afterwards. Um, all right, number seven. Wait, right? Ten, nine, eight. Yeah, yeah. seven. Dominique Wilkins. Okay. Big Neek. Now I'm ATL. speaking Jack's language. Now we're talking. There you go. Now we're on the same page. Uh, that, he was a big guy. I mean, playing with asthma at that size, that's gotta be tough. Because you're oh, yeah. already gonna be slower and and probably out of more or less in shape than the guys you're playing against. So right. being big with asthma, that's kind of like a double whammy. Yeah. You think, oh, oh, because you have an inhaler, you can't be great. We'll talk to the 1987, 88, 90, 91 NBA All-Star, huh? Dominique Wilkins. Maybe the best dunker in basketball history. And people are saying. People are saying. Uh, number six. Right? I keep losing. We're I don't six. have these numbers. We're six. You're doing good. Number six. Jackie Joyner Kersey. Hmm. Jack, you have no idea. Who that one's, that one's not in my Jack. This is bad because like the higher we get on this list, like the more at least like because these are Olympians. These are like fam- and this was back when the Olympics were like meant something. Yeah, uh, it does seem like they're getting more prominent by the, the, the number. But this one's but, not ringing a bell. So she got asthma at age 18. She was a sprinter. OK, That's won good. six That's- medals through her Olympic career, more track and field medals than any other American woman. So if you're if she's a sprinter and she has asthma and she did pretty well for herself, I think we should be okay with mm-hmm. Traylon running like a you know a thirty yard route every now and then. Uh, number think th- oh, five. Number five, five. Greg Luganis. Uh, these names just they're all Olympians, dude. Like brush up on your Olympic. Hit. I wish. There the used Olympics to be a have point. been so bad the last like, I know, decade. and I look, and I don't, I don't fault you for that, Jack. They were so cool growing up, though. They were cool growing up, and that's why I think everyone knows who these names are. Greg Luganis, uh, he was diagnosed with with asthma at a young age at the age of nine. 
Um, and I began diving lessons, won gold medals in the 84, 88 Olympic games, uh, as a diver and a, uh, and a swimmer number four, arguably one of the goats in his sport. And I hate the term one of the goats because you can't have more than one goats. There's just one goat. It's the greatest of all time, not the greatest of all times. Uh, but, uh, David Beckham, huh? You've heard of like Beckham. You've heard of bend it like Beckham. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of, have you heard of inhale it like Beckham? Mm, I haven't, but I'm, I'm in for the sequel. Right. Uh, number three, Emmett Smith. Oh, who's Emmett Smith? Maybe the best running back of all time. Not named Derrick Henry. Yeah. Not the, not the, even though he, no, no, no. He has the most rushing yards. I wanted to even say he's the best running back of all time. He's in the conversation at the very least. He's, he's like, he's in the room. Like at the at the party of like best running backs, like he he got the invite, mm-hmm. but he's like standing by the door with a cocktail in his hand, um, or and an inhaler. He's the usher the at hand. the wedding, not not in the wedding, but he's the yes, usher. right, yeah. Thank you. That yes, he didn't make the the uh, bridal party. Okay, <laughs> so he's in like most he's in like most of the photos, but not all. Of he's them. seating the grandparents exactly. <laughs> uh, number two, number two on this list, Jerome Bettis. The bus. The bus. Okay. Look, you think a bus runs on exhaust and internal combustion? Yeah, right, dude. It runs on inhaler, the stuff that comes out of inhalers. Jerome Bettis. All right. That dude had, I would, well, I wouldn't argue that. Jerome Bettis, just as good of a running back as Emmett Smith. Uh, um, I don't think, I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm going to go there. Not better, but just as good as. I don't think I'm going to go there. But okay. a Hall of Famer. Okay, he's he's the Jerome Bettis was asked to play an acoustic set at the wedding. Okay, okay? so he's not quite usher, <laughs> but which is not quite bridal party, but he's still part of the wedding party. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the number one athlete with asthma, and this Jack, this one may be a surprise. Guy by the name of Denny Rodman, Dennis Rodman, three time champion with the Chicago Bulls. Um, known for his colorful hair and known for being able to spritz a little into his mouth. And that's Electra as well. Some NBA titles. Right. And it's not Banaka I'm I'm talking about either. Okay. And look, I, I, I would never would have guessed that it was asthma. That was, uh, you know, frustrating Dennis Rodman's lungs. Yeah. uh, That that feels like, I don't think you can do this, but that feels like a self-induced case of asthma. I would have guessed it was literally anything else other than that uh, for Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman, greatest rebounder of all time, though. Everybody talks about Jordan and Pippen. Dennis Rodman, one of the most underrated players ever. There you go. So, look. My, Michael I Phelps think, also had asthma, if I'm not mistaken. Michael Phelps? Oh, I'm Googling that. Uh, the uh, Well, if Michael Phelps made it. Sorry, dude. You, you just don't make our hot, our head. Our, um, yeah, you're right. Michael Phelps. Yeah, uh, Michael Phelps did have greatest uh, Olympian of all time. Yeah, but he didn't make our top ten. Sorry, dude. Why is um, Karen Van Dyke on there and Michael Phelps isn't? It's not Karen Van Dyke. It's Amy Van Dyken. Okay, Whatever. dude. That's you're gonna get two. You're gonna get two lashes from Mrs. Van Dyken. You're gonna be sent to to ISS. Oh, get man. two lashes right in the back. Uh, so Danny Titans fans that are worried about Traylon Burks and his productivity with asthma. Yeah, well, you know what. You can suck on this inhaler, okay? You can, this, this, this 
list should tell you that he can be great. Okay. And he's going to be great by the, Hey, if we refresh it, Jack, we should make this an annual thing, Jack, we should just every year, we should update our annual top athletes with asthma list. Yeah, There's plenty of them and see where Traylon Burks ranks among them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got some work to do. He's got a few gold medals to grab before he cracks the top 10, but he's wearing the right colors to jump up that list pretty fast. Yeah. Two tone blue. Um, okay. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's before we get to uh, Jim Wyatt, let's first get a word from our sponsor. That's right, Doctor Hecklin's Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. It's a great place to go if you need an appointment, if you're behind on an appointment, if you need to fix up that smile, maybe some teeth as well. I went in for a routine cleaning about a month ago, maybe a little over. And you know, in the past, going to the dentist, it's always I'm always anxious. I don't like going to the dentist. I don't think anybody really loves going to the dentist. But when you go into this building at Dr. Hecklin's Family and Cosmetic Dentistry, you do feel comfortable and at home. He's a, Dr. Hecklin and his staff are friendly beyond belief. They've been doing it for forever. They've been in Nashville for over 40 years. They've got to be doing something right to stick around, stick around for that long. They treat patients from ages two years old to 104 years old. Uh, so if you've got a little baby that you want to take in for his first look, or you got a, a great grandparent that needs to get those those wooden teeth shaped up, take them to Dr. Hecklin's Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. They handle for everything from crowns to veneers to dentures to smile makeovers to routine cleanings to whitenings. Oh, speaking of whitenings, if you go in and you mention A to Z Sports, they're offering 10% off on core whitening. 10% off on your whitening if you mention A to Z Sports. So go check them out. They're located at 5606 Brookwood Place off White Bridge Road for you West Nashville folks. So get in, get that smile looking right for the summer. I know it's got to your back. Hey Jim, I had uh, I had lunch with Seth and Sid today. Uh, took them to a good spot over here. Um, they seem like they're doing okay. Well. I knew that was gonna happen. Yeah, yeah good uh, good lunch. Yeah, I need to swing by and look at their place. They showed me pictures and it looks pretty sweet. Yeah, they're in a good spot. I think they're settling in. Hard to believe the wedding's so close. So oh my gosh, they got to uh, be so so busy. About ten days, eleven days away. I know they really are. Yeah. Okay. They well, really are um, so. Hey, are you going to cry at the wedding? <laughs> oh, that's a hundred percent guarantee. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. About that. So, yeah. Yeah. Did they tell you about last night? Yeah. They told me last night you got, you got choked up a little. Well, we, it, yeah. Well, yeah. Austin, have you ever, I'm sure Austin's older than you are. So he remembers the movie, uh, father of the bride. Oh I mean, my gosh. As old as I am, but you know, I love that wife movie. And, yeah, it's a great, it's a great movie when you're like the groom. It's like, I haven't seen it in 30 years. It came out in 91. So I watched it probably around the time I got married. And it was funny then because yeah. you know, you've seen it from the groom's perspective and it was funny and Steve Martin's funny. But so they've been telling me to watch this. I, you know, I don't want to get, I've got a good feel, you know, and a good place with this wedding. I don't want to be sad. Y'all know how emotional I am. I don't want to get I have all these thoughts that are going to make me sad. And they said, no, it's a funny movie. You know, you're going to like it. I said, it's not sad at all. So I said, okay, I'll watch it. And then, of course, it was just exactly as I feared. It was, uh, and I'd forgotten about it. It's been so long. So the whole thing was just, 
you know, depressing from a dad's point of view about his daughter growing up and leaving yeah. the house no longer. Hell, I was, I, at one point, I just started freaking bawling, and I had to bury my head in a blanket. Uh, so <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was embarrassed, and I was like, I'm not sad about this wedding. I'm not, but this is just a punch in the gut. It's over and over again. Uh, oh, yeah. So just remind, I kept showing flashbacks when the daughter's a kid growing yeah. up. Right. Her, her, her last night in the house and, and just giving her away. And it just, it was just, I don't know. I'm glad I watched it flat this week instead of next week because this could take me a couple of days to get up, get over this one. Yeah. They played that last game of basketball and you're just like, oh. Yeah. I know it's just awful. So, uh, I don't know. I should have never watched it. Uh, but <laughs> so, I, and, and then it's funny right when it ended because we, we ordered it and then the show uh, came on right after it was about some kind of serial killer. And I was glad oh, to yeah. have some uplifting show to watch. <laughs> Good for you. Hey, uh, Jack, I, Jack, I, I think, I think if Jim's cool with it, I think we leave all this in because that <laughs> breakdown of father of the bride belongs in this podcast uh i may i may have to put it towards the end i'll have to figure that out in yeah anyway. i don't mind you included i mean i'm i'm uh, people that know me well know i'm kind of an emo- emotional I, person hell I, I cried when the dodgers won the world series I, oh uh, hey you and me ago, both so. jim you and me so. both <laughs> i i was like i there my wife snapped one photo after the dodgers won the world series and it just so happened to be one with like tears streaming down my face <laughs> Uh, hey, but, so, uh, but so, I, Jim, I was going to do like some like big, like, uh, you know, like grand, like intro at follow him on, on Twitter at J Wyatt sports. But now, like, I think we're just in it. I think we're in it right now. And I think we just, <laughs> I think we just roll with it. Um, and get to get to talking about, uh, the thing, you know, second most just behind, uh, you know, sappy bridal movies, uh, in, and that's the Tennessee Titans. And I think we have to start probably where you know we're going to start the the thing that you know everyone is is talking about uh the thing that people you know won't stop talking about it you know it, you know people have thrown out the words of like endurance and testing of of strength and and things like that and it's simply simply this how about Derrick Henry's workout videos? Oh my gosh. Is that, <laughs> am I the only one like super excited about these things? Yeah, I mean, it's funny, you know, Prable had a funny line after practice when somebody asked him about if he talks to Derek, and he said, no, he just watches him on Instagram, and then he was, of course, he was kidding, but, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's, it's incredible, you know, his work ethic and what he does, and anybody that doubts whether he's working or not, all they got to do is turn on Instagram, you know, turn on Instagram videos, and you, you, you know the guy's busting his tail, uh, so he's going to show up here in shape whenever that time is, he just, uh, um, and I'm sure he's motivated by all the some of the chatter this off season about you know he's ready for a decline or or his time's oh, yeah. about up uh, because that, there's been more and more of that here in recent months and I get it because every back has his time and uh, when we last saw Derek it was a game against the Bengals when you know running game didn't go so well but you got to take into consideration that he not played in a couple of months. Right. So I, I think you're going to see more of the Derek uh, you know, at the start of the season than they did at the end. And I think a lot of that's going to be based on some of, some of his workout, reg- his workout regimen and just how he prepares himself. Yeah. I feel like he's the one guy on the, at least the 53 man roster that I would, I almost trust him training on his own 
rather than with like, I mean, like I, I'd be okay if he was with the team right now, but like if anyone's going to be on their own working, I almost feel like he's probably working harder, pushing himself even harder, not being, you know, at, at, at camp right now or OTAs right now, because I don't know. I just, I just think that he's a dude that, that is just a workhorse. Now with that said, Jim, let me ask you this. It, when Derek comes back and you have, like, he has his first, you know, meeting with the, uh, with the press, with the media, what, what would be your first question to Derek Henry? Uh, first question to Derek Henry would be uh, probably if he's heard some of the chatter, you know, from national media and from other people just, you know, predicting his downfall. I mean, I saw somebody, you know, tag me in an NFL network piece, you know, I guess it was today they were talking about the game's best running backs and they spent a lot of time talking about, uh, you know, backs not named Derrick Henry. And uh, it just seems like maybe, um, you know, people are are forgetting about him, which is great. So maybe I'm sure Derrick is going to tell you he doesn't pay attention to that stuff, but – I think it would certainly be worth asking what may, what motivates him now, and is it doubts about him coming off of an injury that coming off a season that was cut short by injuries and uh, and you know people questioning him. Yeah, I, I'm with Austin. I, I think it's it's probably better for Henry to be doing his workout somewhere else, not only because he gets extra attention out there, but he's not going to be on a leash. If he comes into the Titans facility, they're probably going to be as careful as they can with him. Obviously you got a 17 game gauntlet and whatever lies ahead in the playoffs after that. But Jim, you get to see these guys more than the media does. The media gets one look a week at them. Um, You work for the Titans. So you're out there just about every day. Am I correct? I've seen all the OTAs. Yeah, that is a benefit. I can't report off those ones that are not open to the rest of the media, but I do watch. And uh, so I have a bigger maybe scope on who's looking good and who's and and who still needs work. And I think everybody's a work in progress at this point. But uh, it has been cool to see guys. I mean, uh, you know, at the running back position. Uh, you know, with Derek not being there, I mean, Dontrell Hilliard's getting a lot of work. You know, Asad Haskins, the rookie f- from Michigan, is getting a lot of work. You know, Trenton Cannon, the you know the, the new acquisition that came here from the 49ers. I mean, you've seen a lot of other guys get work, and that's the thing about these OTAs is is yes, some players are not here, but that's opening things up for younger guys and less experienced players to get more opportunities. And I, that's been kind of cool watching that in these OTAs. There's been six of them in the can so far. We opened the podcast talking about Traylon Burks, and now it finally comes out. Rob Moore said it today. He's got asthma. That's been what's kind of holding him back a little. Uh, if the Titans would have come out with this after rookie minicamp, I, I don't think it would have been such a big deal, the, the deal it is now at least, although I think the today helps quiet some of those concerns. What have you noticed about Traylon Burks when he's on the practice field? Well, he's it's been very limited. I mean, I, I, I was in, you know, Tuscaloosa in November when Arkansas played Alabama. And so I saw him in person, you know, light up Alabama's defense. I mean, he went for like eight catches, 179 that day and two touchdowns. And, and I remember watching him because we were talking about my daughter at the beginning of this and her – wedding coming up where she just graduated from the University of Alabama. So I made my way down there several times and I saw Burks in person. And I remember thinking this guy 
is a stud. I mean, he, he's going to be a great pro just because he's big and he's physical and he's fast. He's running away from people. So the trailing Burks I saw that day is different than the trailing Burks that I've seen in camp so far. And, uh, and I think part of that is because, uh, you know, he's still finding his way. Yeah. I mean, the cat's out of the bag, I guess, about the asthma. I think people were maybe drawing some conclusions on that because he was using an inhaler the very first day and was having some breathing issues. And I think some people had, there's been some chatter about him dealing with that. But I think it's more than that. I think he, I think some of it was, some of it's that, some of it he's just maybe still working his way into shape. I don't think it's all can all be blamed on the asthma. I think his conditioning level needed to improve when he first got here. And who knows, maybe it's something else. But uh, and because of all that, you know, I haven't seen a whole bunch of them. You know, I think he's gotten better. You know, he hasn't done anything this week, but, you know, last week, uh, last time he was on the field, I thought he looked faster and I thought he looked like he was in better shape. And, uh, and I think I heard coaches kind of compliment him and encourage him more when early on it was just, hey, let's just see if this guy can finish a practice. So I think he made strides. It's unfortunate. He's now, I, I don't know, I, I hate to call it a setback, but he, hadn't, he, hadn't, he didn't practice on uh, OTA number six. And you want these guys out there as much as possible. And I'm curious just to see if he's able to do anything in the mini camp next week. And, and, and then he, it's important for him from the time mini camp ends. And those rookies are around for a couple more weeks after the mini camp where they can be here, continue getting good condition. He's got to show up in shape and ready to hit the ground running. And then we'll be able to have a better gauge of him because what I've seen of him so far, to be honest with you, it just hadn't been a lot because he just hadn't been out there a whole bunch. With the Titans receiving room, you know, shaking out the way it has so far, obviously Burks and Woods are going to be counted on early on in the season. Uh, we'll see if Woods is there physically. Kyle Phillips, I think, is an exciting guy um, who will probably play out of the slot mostly. Um, you got some tight ends that, are, uh, that you brought in. You drafted one in Chigakonkwu and you signed Austin Hooper. So the passing game, Tannehill's going to have some weapons out there, but for whatever reason – uh, it doesn't feel to me like this is the final group at wide receiver. Could you see the Titans going out and bringing somebody in from free agency that maybe we haven't thought of? Yeah, I could. And I, I certainly, when I look at the group too, I mean, I, I, I think there's some potential there. Uh, you know, and I think Robert Woods last year when he was healthy, I mean, he was a stud. I mean, he, I, I, I think the Titans had a, you know, maybe a Thursday game or a bye week maybe when when the Rams played against the Seahawks uh, in Seattle, you know, one game last year. And I, I don't know whether at some point maybe that week Woods had said something about he wanted more opportunities and the Rams said they could get it to him. And that day, I mean, I think he caught – I have to go back and look at the stats. I think he caught like 15, 16 passes that day for over 100 yards. And so – uh, it just shows you what he's capable of doing, but things are different now because he's, you know, he's in an offense where he's probably has to be considered the one now where in St. Louis, you know, they, I say St. Louis, I still call him St. Louis. Whereas in the, <laughs> Rams, right. the Rams, 
<laughs> Don't let the dream die. <laughs> well, this, when I was watching a Tory Holt NFL Network video <laughs> with the St. Louis Rams in it when I left the office, that's why that's on my mind. But uh, so while his role with the Rams was different than it's going to be in Tennessee. So I talk about potential. Now you got Woods going from being the one now, right now, trailing Burks, you know, all, you know, he's been slow out of the gate and, you hope as a first-round pick he gets it together. Uh, this Nick Westbrook Aquina is probably you know better as a as a three than a two, but right now that's what he is. And then you you know we've mentioned Cal Phillips. I mean he's a guy who's never played a game. You know Des Fitzpatrick. Uh, you know he's, he's gotten better than he was at the beginning of last season, but he's still unproven. Racy McMath unproven. Um, you know, they've got question marks at that position. Josh Malone, I will say this, is if, 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 if you ask, would have asked me a guy who's maybe impressed you a little bit that you didn't expect to during OTAs, I would say Malone. He's, mm. he's, he has a long stride. He's gotten behind some guys. He's caught the ball well. I think the question mark with him is whether he can help you on special teams. And if he can't help you on special teams, can you make them make them active on Sundays? And that's something they could be faced with in making that decision. So, um, with all that said, a lot of um, unknown quantities and unproven guys in that mix. And because of that, I still think myself, Jack, that. Uh, that there's a very real possibility that they could bring in somebody else, but it's just a matter of when, because do you really want to jump on a guy now? These guys that are out there now have been out there for a little while. And uh, I think the Titans have wanted to look and see what they've got and give these young guys an opportunity, but do you jump now on these guys or do you wait till later and see who else becomes available, you know, on the waiver wire or even wait till, you know, champions and you'll have a whole bunch of new guys left. So that's the question. I think somebody else is coming aboard at some point, but it's just a matter of, of when. Do you think they have a shot at beating the Baltimore Colts for the uh, division this year? <laughs> that would be great. And uh, <laughs> you know, certainly unite us, I think, it certainly would be, uh, you know, obviously be tough to contain. But, uh, you know, Lydell Mitchell, you know, <laughs> uh, somebody's blast from the past. I think they, they, they got a pretty good scouting report on these guys by now right. after about 40 years. Um, which uh, I – well. I man, I have a good follow up, but I also have just that that question actually did spawn a question I do want to ask you, but I'll I'll, I'll save that one for later. My my follow up to the uh, the Traylon Burke stuff. How long has it been known that he's had asthma? Like I assume, like the Titans have known through their scouting of him, and for uh, you know, for like all throughout the 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 draft process. And like if if and if that's the case, like if it's not something they discovered, like once he showed up, you know, for camp, why I'm, I'm wondering why the Titans didn't disclose it earlier. Is it are you know, are there medical things involved in that or or because because I feel like it would have quieted down a lot of the the fire and the concern surrounding Traylon Burks of him leaving practices early and sometimes not even showing up for practices. So what like what what? Can you give us any insight behind that? I, I've wondered about that myself. I don't know that I know the the true answer to that. You know, Vrabel was asked today just about whether they knew or just whether that was even the issue that kept them out of practice today because, you know, 
yeah, he's been dealing with that. Is that why he missed today? I, I, I don't even know that for sure. But he, so he's been a little bit coy in answering those questions. I get that, you know, that maybe if, if you make that known early, then maybe you don't have to deal with all the uproar about whether this guy's out of shape or overweight exactly. or why is he struggling to get through practice. I, I mean, I, I get that school of thought there. Um, you know, Variable's not an excuses guy, so I, I, I can understand why he's not wanting to just say, oh, this guy's struggling because he's got asthma. You know, it, it came out the way it came out. And Rob Moore, you know, said it in, in uh, you know, in answering Teron, Teron Davenport's question about what are some positives you've seen from him uh, while he's dealt with a lot of negativity early on. And I think Rob was kind of defending him and, talking about what a good kid he is and how hard he's working. And then he said, you know, the kid's got asthma. You know, that happens. I think he was defending him. And in doing so, he kind of opened up, you know, some more questions about that. But um, I, I, I don't know why the decision was made to kind of keep that under the vest. But, uh, you know, now I think what's important for Traylon, I, I think he's got it under control. I, mean, I, I don't know how long he's had it, but I suspect he's, he's had it for a while and he's dealt with it. And, and the guy who I saw – lighten it up in Tuscaloosa you know, had asthma then and mm-hmm. certainly didn't hold him back. So I think he's going to be fine, but he's just, he's got to get himself in shape and got to get some other things in order as well. Sticking on the offensive side of the football, obviously mentor gate was uh, a big thing for about two weeks this off season between Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis that got ironed out pretty well. Uh, Malik Willis, I think did an excellent job with the media and handling uh, an, an early uh, not a debacle, but a controversy, I guess you could call it that. The, the national media, I think, made it a bigger deal than it was. But what have you noticed when those two go through drills together? Are they uh, Is Tannehill coaching them through it? How, how's that relationship looking to you? Well, I think I think it's a good room. I mean, Logan Woodside's a great guy. Tannehill is a really good guy. I mean, and I hate that that got blown up because and, – and I understand it from a national perspective, because these guys don't know Tanny Hill. They just see him from afar and they heard that sound bite. And they're ready to throw him under the bus and make him out to be a bad guy. That's not who he is. And that's, you know, the guy that I've seen here over the last couple of years has been a great teammate. He's, he's encouraged others, you know, on both sides of the football. I mean, you hear the receivers just talk about how he goes out of his way to work with them and, and just as a leader 24-7. And I, I think he's been like that with Malik from the very beginning. And, uh, you know, on the practice field, I see all those guys communicating. I, mean, I don't know that I see Ryan necessarily stopping what he's doing and and taking Malik and, and walking him through stuff play by play because he's got, I mean, he's got a lot of pressure on him and he's got his own job to do. I think behind the scenes, I think some of that stuff go, is going on. Uh, Malik is a is an easy guy to like. I mean, you can just tell from some of his media uh, opportunities here, very friendly, very likable. I think everybody wants to help him. I met him in Vegas the day before the draft. Uh, he was at, a, at, a, at an event that all the top picks were there, and I went up to him. There's nobody around him and was asking him about – I didn't dream the tights were picking him at Point, but I was asking him about Tennessee, if he heard anything from him, how much he knew about the Titans. He said he played the Titans on Madden all the time, so he knew Derrick Henry <laughs> and A.J. Yeah. Brown. And, yes. and, uh, 
So, I mean, so he was funny, and I said, well, I don't know whether you're coming or not, but I said, I enjoy talking to you. Maybe we'll see you in Tennessee. I just kind of was joking at the end of it, and then sure enough, he ends up in Tennessee. So, um, so it's it, and, and at that point, uh, I realized what a nice kid he is, and I heard so much about him, you know, when he was at Liberty and just how he handles himself like a pro. So everybody's going to want to help this kid, and, uh, and I think that's what's going to happen. He's got a ways to go. He's got a lot of learning to do, but um, I think Ryan is going to do everything he can while getting himself ready uh, to get the kid ready to, uh, you know, just build confidence and get better and, and have a future in the league. Yeah. I bet that conversation was a lot like, you know, like when you say goodbye to someone in a parking lot and then you like both end up walking the same way. It's like, all right, well, see you, see you around Malik. And then like you both end up in Nashville, like a couple weeks later, like it's like, Oh, Hey man, good to see you. How are things? Yeah, it was pretty funny. Was, I, it's, I had a lot of conversation. It's always interesting covering the draft um, uh, for a team because you know, I think I talked to 15, 16 guys there, and you don't you don't know how the draft is playing out and who's going to get picked where. So you're you're taking a flyer on all these guys just in the event something happens, and and all of them were great to deal with. I remember, you know, Nicobe Dean, you know, the linebacker from Georgia. Yeah, he obviously he didn't go to a lot later in the draft. But I was talking to him about Tennessee, and he was talking about Monty Rice, and and then we got on a funny. Uh, conversation about Nashville and what he knew about the Titans and he was naming everything he knew about the Titans and he didn't know a whole lot he knew that Derrick Henry and then he knew about Jeffrey Simmons because he's from Mississippi and then he started to say AJ Brown and he was because he was I think he heard all the buzz about um, about AJ potentially being on the move or something not working out with his contract and I told him real confidently oh yeah AJ Brown he's gonna be there and, uh, and sure enough, he ends up. <laughs> he, oh, he said, "AJ Brown, he gonna be there." I said, "Oh yeah, AJ, he's gonna be there he's, for sure." And then, uh, and then, of course, I posted that video, and a lot of people's Titans fans saw that, saying, "Listen to Jim, he, he knows AJ is gonna be there." And then, sure enough, AJ gets traded to the Eagles, and the Kobe Dr- Dean gets drafted by the Eagles. So they ended up, oh they ended up being teammates in Philadelphia. So I was right, and he was gonna be teammates with AJ. It just was in a different city. <laughs> he shows up in Philly. He's like, what are you doing here? The, the uh, Titans reporter literally guy, told me you're guy, still in Nashville. Yeah, he said, this guy wearing a vanny hat told me that you were going to be in Nashville. The hell, you're up here in Philly. So uh, what's this guy know? Oh my gosh. Uh, well, so Jim, a, uh, this big week, big news this week, probably the biggest news coming out of uh, at least Nashville. Uh, an all-time Tennessee Titans great is retiring how long is it until ryan fitzpatrick gets his name in the ring of honor (laughs) (laughs) fitzpatrick man he's a piece of work and he was a fun guy fun guy to cover best beard i've ever covered that's for sure jake scott (laughs) gave a run for the money back in the day ryan long now ryan long of today and zach pillar of today yes i was gonna say yeah zach pillar's got a good one yeah Yeah, he he actually recently shaved it I was disappointed with Pillar. I walked into the neighbors in Franklin and he was clean shaven. Didn't even recognize the dude. That's disappointing because him and him and uh, him and Ryan Long, you know, at the reunions looked like Duck Dynasty on steroids. <laughs> the guys are, uh, are it's like oh, I didn't know ZZ Top was performing at this reunion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but Fitzpatrick was a fun guy to be around, and boy, he 
uh, you know, he would sling that thing around and sometimes it would turn out well, other times it didn't, but, uh, he had a great sense of humor and, uh, and just a funny guy. I mean, he was, uh, oh man, I, I forget what Super Bowl it was a couple of years ago at the Super Bowl. I was there and I was kind of roaming at the, at the half and here's Ryan Fitzpatrick at the Super Bowl, hanging out with the son, just having a big time drinking a cold beer and, uh, and, and just, uh, uh, he just was a very friendly guy. You never would have pictured he'd be a Harvard guy because you figure a Harvard guy is carrying himself a different, a certain way, a uh, sophisticated way. Yeah, and, right, uh, not right. That, not that Ryan, yeah, not that Ryan Patrick's not uh, sophisticated, but he's a guy's guy. Yeah, well, that was going to be my next question was, did, did you know that he went to Harvard? That's a fun fact there. Not a lot of people know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I did. Yep. And I asked him at the time uh, about Anthony Ferkser because he's another Harvard guy. And, That's uh, true. He was, he, was, he was impressed with the Ferk. And uh, so he was he's uh, boy, he was he was fun and go down in uh, Titans history. Yep, plays with his wedding ring on, too. Very interesting guy. Um, <laughs> my last question is going to be about the defense. The cornerback position, I think, is the biggest question mark on that side of the football you draft McCreary in the second round. You've got Caleb Farley coming back from his ACL injury. And according to Mike Vrabel, he's filled out quite a bit. How How is that position looking thus far in voluntary OTAs? I think it's a lot of young talent there. It's funny. I asked Farley about Vrabel. Uh, he said, you know, Vrabel's line was that he looks he's filled out. It looks like he's no, no longer looks like his jersey is hanging on a coat hanger when he's wearing it. <laughs> he's, and so I asked Farley about that today, and Farley got a kick out of it. I said, yeah, I did see that. He said, now every time I see Vrabel, I go out of my way to shake his hand with a real firm handshake so he knows <laughs> I'm there. So uh, he's had a little fun with that. But what a young group, I mean, with a lot of uh, talent, because Christian Fulton, I think, is a rising young star in just his third year, Farley, in year two, but, uh, you know, first round pick, but I think has a lot of promise. I, I like what I've seen out of McCreary so far. I think Elijah Molden, a really football smart kid. Uh, those some really four talented young corners. And, uh, you know, the, th the thing is they just got to get them all healthy. You know, unfortunately Molden hadn't been doing a lot this offseason because he's, he's recovered from something. Farley has been slow out of the gate. He, he's making progress, but he's been wearing the yellow jersey. He's been wearing the brace on his knee. He's not a full go yet. Uh, if those guys are all healthy, uh, I think they got a chance to be uh, you know, special for years to come. Um, but, you know, time will tell, you know, as we go on this offseason, just who's going to be ready for week one, you know, who's going to be in the in – the, mix i mean because you know it's a lot of you know chris jackson's kind of a versatile um versatile db who can play a number of spots i mean i think he factors in as a corner a little bit as well at least in a nickel spot dime spot and um so a bunch of guys vying for different spots and uh and i didn't name buster screen who is the veteran of the group who uh who i thought you know played well at the end of last season and earned a return ticket. Jim, I lied. I have one last one, and you can be as quick as you'd like. We, you've been very generous with your time, and we appreciate that. The Titans lost Dane Crookshank this offseason, so who's next in line to be the Titans, quote, tight end eraser this year? 
I think uh, Theo Jackson, I mean, I, I, well, I, I hate to say Theo Jackson because he hasn't played a game. He hasn't even made the team yet. So I think, I think that he was picked to kind of be that guy. But, and, and I think early on, uh, I like what I've seen from him, but I, I don't want to sit here today on, was it June? The, is today June the 7th? Is that right? I'm on the wedding countdown. You're right. You guys heard earlier. So I think it's June. <laughs> June the 7th. And uh, so I hate to say on June the 7th that he's replacing Dane Crookshank because it took Crookshank a while to get to that point. I mean, Crookshank was, you know, he had a lot of injuries he dealt with. You know, he was a little inconsistent early. He played mainly on special teams. So I think in time, it's Theo Jackson. But whether or not that's week one against the Giants or going, you know, to Buffalo uh, in week two to face they're stud tight end. I mean, I, 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 I don't think I can say it's going to be Theo Jackson then. So maybe it's Chris Jackson. I mean, and maybe or, or maybe it's somebody else in that group that I mentioned. That, that's that's going to be interesting to watch um, because that's a big, big spot. This league has some great tight ends, mm-hmm. really talented guys. And that's, uh, you know, that's a position that you got to figure out a way, you know, to slow down. All right, Jim, my final question, uh, we, you know, we kind of started things by talking about, you know, guys getting in shape and, you know, the concern there, uh, but probably the biggest concern, at least of someone, you know, who we don't know where they're going to be, uh, when it comes to, you know, getting in shape by the time the training camp starts is, um, well, is, is Buck rising, uh, is he going to get to two twenty by training camp? <laughs> I say, uh, old Buck is, uh, he's definitely, uh, his jersey does not, his, his, his jumpsuit does not look like it's hanging on a coat hanger anymore <laughs> like, it, like it used to. So, uh, I don't know. I've heard Buck talk a little bit about maybe slimming down a little bit, but Buck's, uh, Buck's on kind of the, the, you know, celebrity circuits i mean i think he's reached such great status in this town and i'm sure he's invited to party boats and and uh and big events where he's probably mingling and and find some appetizers so i mean that could be (laughs) that could be tough uh, he could lose 10 to 15 uh, pounds if he just coughed up the marbles that are in his throat (laughs) are you saying that buck rising can't handle the party boy lifestyle no, I think he handles it well. It's just a matter. <laughs> I'm just curious to me. It's funny when he first got to town. I used to tell him about whether or not he'd been. Every day I'd see him, I'd ask him if he'd been out of the honky tonk tonight before. The answer used to always be yes. <laughs> now that now that he's he's done so well and got his own show and he's got a uh, you know, he's got a girlfriend that he's, uh, he's very proud of and should be, I think he knows he's got to be around the house a little bit more and slow down. So, uh, I think he can handle it. He's just got to pick his spots. Uh, he's just got to pick his spots more now than he used to. You know, he, mm-hmm. he used to run around an old banana suit. I'm sure you've heard that story. haven't you? when Indiana won on a buzzer beater against Kentucky back in the day, you know, Buck rising was in the banana suit in the cheering section. You can find him on that old video. So I don't think he could get in that. I don't think he, I don't think he could get in that banana suit anymore. You might have to, may have to <laughs> he's more of a, He's more of like a watermelon now, right? <laughs> I was going to say that, but I thought I'd just stop where I was ahead. Buck, Buck, 
Buck's got a lot of wattage on that station. He could do a lot of damage to me if he wanted to. Yeah, Buck, he's more like a, like 10 bucks right now. <laughs> yeah, and Buck, you know, what I love to do more than anything with Buck is to drop a good dad joke around him. He, he hates the dad jokes more than anybody. And uh, so I, I like that anytime he's around, I try to get, give him a, a dad joke. And whenever he's by me at a press conference and he sits down, I'll say, well, the buck stops here. And uh, he, he's so tired of hearing that. But at least he won't have to hear the Ferks down Ferkser anymore. Uh, I may still slide those out if I'm watching the Falcons game on, uh, on TV just for buck. <laughs> he is uh, Jim Wyatt. Guys, give him a follow at Jay Wyatt Sports on Twitter. Uh, Jim, look, what, when is the uh, big day? When is the wedding day? The big day is June the 18th. And, uh, and I am excited. Yeah. Even though I've been very, uh, very tearful, I was very tearful last night. I'm very excited about this wedding. My daughter's marrying a young man named Seth Townsend who went to CPA and then went to school with her at Alabama. And I always tell people, you know, it's hard to say to, for your daughter to, uh, have a, a boyfriend and then go on and get married. You know, she's leaving the house. But from very early on, I used to tell people if she's got, if she has to get married and she has to leave eventually, I was hoping she'd stay around till she's about 40 years old, but if she has to do it, <laughs> then she, then she couldn't have found a better guy than Seth. So I'm very excited about this day. There will be tears. Ask her if it was appropriate for me to wear sunglasses down the aisle. It is an outdoor wedding. Because uh, I thought it could conceal the tears, but she sure. said, "No, you can't. You can't wear sunglasses." Yeah, those are uh, performance so enhancers. Yeah, I thought I might put on a Titans helmet with a visor on, like all the lines for the day, and you couldn't tell. And then I take it off at the end of the ceremony. But I think I'm gonna go. Just I'm just gonna man up and try to make it down there without making too big of a fool. I was of gonna. Myself. I was gonna say you. Will the Will the Dodgers or Vandy visor be making an appearance? And I know you can't be wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Walking down the <laughs> no, she says I've got to wear a tux. So, uh, oh. so, so real, real quick scouting report on Seth Townsend. Well, uh, was he run oh the 40 in? What does his three cone <laughs> test look like? He's a good athlete. He played baseball at CPA and okay. uh, played a little second base. So had a good glove, had a good bat and, uh, and he's, uh, I don't know. I've never had to chase him. So I don't know what the 40 is. I hope I don't ever have to chase him. He could, he could probably beat me in a foot race now. Uh, but, uh, I think he, he's, uh, but I, I don't think he's going to give us any trouble. Does he have asthma? Oh my God. I'm, you got to ask these questions, Jack. You got like, to yeah, do your homework. I, yeah, from what I've been around, I've never seen him inhale anything, which is a good thing. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That is. Look, you're doing your job as the father of the bride. Uh, just wait for father of the bride part two when she gets pregnant. Yeah, I will not be. I made sure I said that's it. I'm not. I will not watch the sequel. I'm one and done with father of the bride. Uh, Franz is just as great in, in part two. Let me tell you. Uh, all right. He is Jim Wyatt. Guys, give him a follow. Jim, thank you so much for your time, man. And good luck on the on the big day, man. We're, we'll be uh, we'll be pulling for you, and we'll be and then we'll review the film afterwards. Make sure you didn't cry, okay? I'll be there. <laughs> I'll, I'll have it on I'm, video. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, no post. You can't post any of those, Jack. Oh, no, I know. Uh, no, that's yeah. that's exactly what our Twitter account is for: is for posting the no. highlights of Jim White at his daughter's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> there are no flags on the field. It's
It's a miracle! Tennessee has pulled a miracle! Shout out the father of the bride, Jim Wyatt. That is awesome. Jack, I can't believe you're going to, uh, you get an invite to that wedding. Well, I mean, it is you, my first cousin. Like, well, right, right. Family. It is the, your actual uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, I just hope you, um, I, you got to sneak at least some sort of photo or something and post it to our, our Twitter. Oh man, he'd kill me. He'd kill me. You were making me hey, a little sweaty he, towards the end he, of that. I was worried <laughs> how far you were going to take that because it, it's not too late to rescind wedding invitations. That is true. That is true. No, no, no. Like, even if it's just like you two at the reception or something, like we just need a shot of Jim Wyatt one out of a visor and or Hawaiian shirt, uh, which is a rare sighting. We, that would be it would go viral without question. Okay. It would go in, make it the front page of Reddit, uh, a photo of Jim Wyatt. <laughs> It'd be like, you know, like those first look first look Malik Willis in a Titans jersey. It's like first look Jim Wyatt, not in a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to document that moment. OK, I'll be sure to do that. then. <laughs> OK, uh, thank you to him for joining us. He is awesome, as always, uh, always just a, a fun time mm-hmm. with him. Um, and uh There was one other thing I was going to say, but I can't think of what it is. So instead, we will get right into um, Aaron Donald got, as they say, paid. Okay, and that's like that's a paid with like a emphasis on paid. Okay, as the kids say, he secured the bag. He did like he secured the bag and then some, I would say, like and and it's interesting because like I think of Aaron Donald because not to go all Jim Wyatt, but Aaron Donald played for the St. Louis Rams. Like he's been with the, the franchise long enough to where he was with them in a different zip code. Eight yeah. years. He's been with them. I've been a pro bowler every single year. And he feels like it, maybe this is just me, but he feels like he's 34, 35 years old. Mm-hmm. It does. It, but well, one reason, because he threatened retirement, he was just in a, in a contract dispute with the Rams. Obviously he thought he deserved more than what he was making and he got right. it. Um, but he threatened retirement if the Rams weren't, you know, going to meet him at his price, which we now know he gets a two-year extension worth $60 million. The contract now turns into a three-year deal worth $95 million. Good. Three night. years for $95 million. That's $31.67 million per year. It's the highest non-quarterback contract in football history. Which, in my opinion, it should be. It's well-deserved. He is probably the best. I mean, he might. You could argue that he's the best football player in the sport. Like, he's he's definitely the best defensive player. And he made his impact felt at the Super Bowl. He, like, the, the, the Rams won that ring in no small part because of Aaron Donald. He, he had the game-winning play on Quentin Spain, where he just bulldozed right. him. Because well, yeah. Quentin, Quentin Spain's dog water, and I hate him. But Queen actually, Spain I don't hate worst. him. I don't know him. I don't know him. But uh, I no, I feel like him. I w- I feel like I would hate him if I met him. But, yeah, I feel like I. He feels like one of those guys that like, yeah, like I would say hi to him at a party, but I would that would be the only words that I would say to him at the party. Like I would yeah. not hang out with him. I would not converse with him. Yeah, I'd they, probably like stay away from him. I agree. But what this means or or or, or like most defensive uh, players, I would just walk right by him. Yeah, walk um, right over him. Run right yeah. through him. Yeah. Yeah, he's not the guy you want guarding the cooler at a tailgate or the fridge right. at a party. So, yeah, that would be easy access. <laughs> Quentin Spain couldn't couldn't block uh couldn't guard an empty safe. I think right. that's the saying. But So the the reason we bring up Aaron Donald on a Titans eccentric podcast 
you know, because this, if of all the Titans eccentric podcasts out there, this is the one podcast that stays true to all things Titans. And Mm -hmm. we never stray away from that. Aaron Donald getting paid is a, um, is a little foreshadowing, I guess you would say for big Jeff Simmons, whose contract comes up. Um, what is it? Is it, it's not after next year, is it? Well, he's on the fourth year of his rookie deal. The Titans did exercise his fifth year option. Jeffrey Simmons this year is going to be making just north of $2 million. If a deal is not reached, Jeffrey Simmons for $2 million is probably the best contract in NFL history. If it gets done now, the Titans did get rid of AJ Brown in that trade. So actions speak louder than words, especially at the NFL level. And with the Titans trading AJ Brown to the Eagles, that's essentially them saying, Jeffrey Simmons, we're going to pay the shit out of you. Whatever you want, name your price. You got it. <laughs> we don't have to worry about A.J. Brown, which was an issue because when you draft two players like that in the same draft class, that's a big chunk of your salary cap that's going to be going to just two players. Right. So by right. getting rid of A.J. Brown, they're only on the, on the hook for one, and you want to keep homegrown talent in-house. John Robinson loves that, aside from the A.J. Brown debacle and fallout thereafter. But when you have when you draft a guy like that, you don't want him to walk out the door. You want to keep him in house, especially a guy like Jeffrey Simmons, who's turning 24 this this summer. He's entering his prime. He had his first big year as a Titan. I know the first couple of years were tricky. He had to come off that ACL injury in his rookie year. Only had five sacks total his first two years in the league. But eight and eight and a half sacks last year. Three sacks against the Bengals. Twelve TFLs. He blows up offenses' game plans. I mean, the attention that he commands in the center of that defensive line opens yeah. things up on the outside for Harold Landry. Hopefully we see Bud Dupree uh, more active on the, on the other side of the, uh, the, the defensive line and Danico Autry as well. His, his, his partner on the inside, everybody around Jeffrey Simmons. It's like LeBron James. Everybody who plays with LeBron James plays better. Like LeBron yeah. James makes the people around him better. Jeffrey sure. Simmons makes the guys on the defensive Except line. Except for Russell next to Westbrook. Better. Yeah. Well, yeah. Some guys you just can't fix. <laughs> some guys you can't fix. Right. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be like putting Kevin Dodd next to Jeffrey Simmons. Hey, easy. Kevin Dodd is still crushing it in my 2017 uh, Madden franchise. Sure. Yeah, he's the Defensive Player of the Year nominee right now. Um, which uh, Aaron Donald, real quick, 98 sacks in his career. He has at least six seasons of his eight seasons with at least 10 sacks. Uh, the second most by a primary interior lineman since sacks became official in 82, trailing only... John Randall. Jack, do you know John Randall? Sounds familiar. What John Randall. John that, Randall sounds familiar. And my brain had racing because I'm looking something up right now. But. John Randall played for the Minnesota Vikings, had some of the greatest eye black in the history of eye black. Like I'm yeah. I'm I single-handedly think he bumped the stock for eye black. If I'm an insider trainer and I know John Randall has a game, I'm buying all of my stock in, in I black because he would put so much on to the point where it's like, like, like he would look like T-Rack just straight black across like his face and like down his face. If anyone knows, if anyone listening knows what I'm talking about or remembers John Randall, please tweet at me. Uh, he would literally like, would like, it would be like around his eyes and then like kind of down his cheeks a little bit. It's like um, a Tennessee baseball team. Yes. But like on steroids, okay. which, I mean, let's be honest, some Tennessee baseball players might be on steroids. Hey, and I'm a, not apologizing for it. That's a false I'm not report. apologizing for it. <laughs> but this absolutely, this this Aaron Donald contract is huge for Jeffrey Simmons and defensive tackles. 
um, like him, who are young, up and coming, and, and could eventually take the torch from Aaron Donald whenever it, whenever he chooses to hang it up. This is a large if, and what I'm about to say might be the most homerish take of my in the history of my homerish takes. And this has come from a guy who like just will not like waxes poetically anytime Derrick Henry's name comes up. But if Jeffrey Simmons can somehow continue to work and continue to progress every season, there's like I think there's like he could potentially reach Aaron Donald's status. Oh, potentially. Be careful. Be careful. I'm I'm being careful. I'm treading lightly. But and I only say that the only reason I say that is because he's much larger than Aaron Donald. Yes. Yeah. So if you can like it and it's kind of like the um, I don't want to say like like the like the Kobe to LeBron type thing, like LeBron comes in and is just larger and more like physically gifted. Yeah, in a one-on-one game, LeBron's beating just about anybody out there. Yes, like they're both great, and they're both two of the greatest of all time. Just with his size alone, if he continues to work, he's got a long way to go. Don't get me wrong. But I think like his ceiling is Aaron Donald. Like I think that's the absolute ceiling, right? Because he's the best defensive tackle of all time. He yeah. is. Uh, well, eight, eight years of his career. I, I maybe John Randall. John but, Randall uh, may have a case. <laughs> but but yeah, no. Yeah. I, I think when kind of guesstimating what Jeffrey Simmons' next deal might look like, and hell, he may get it done before the season starts. He, he, I think that that's likely. Um, you you got to kind of factor in not just Aaron Donald's contract, because you mentioned that is the ceiling, mm-hmm. right? Jeffrey Simmons at this age, with really one one really productive season under his belt, he's not getting $31 million a year. No, uh, no, the, the not thing, right now. But Aaron Donald reset the market at that price. Now he's at the top of the market. I don't know that anyone in the next couple of years will be getting that. But with each year that, that passes, the salary cap rises. So just because Jeffrey Simmons' deal might be the second most lucrative contract amongst defensive tackles in the NFL does not mean that, you know, the Titans are – breaking the bank at that number obviously the salary cap rises you got more to work with as the years go on the 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 COVID year where the cap actually went down that those days are behind us but let's look at the top five defensive tackle contracts in the NFL shall we Ooh, it's list season boys and girls uh and I wrote a story about this uh on A to Z sports for those of you who want to check it out and look at look at it yourself but it's shameless um, plug season boys and it girls is, it is we need the clicks so behind Aaron Donald, DeForest Buckner for the Indianapolis Colts checks in at second. Four years, $84 million, 21 mil average. So from 31 to 21, that's how big the gap is from Aaron Donald to the next closest player. Then behind Buckner, you have Chris Jones for the Chiefs. He's making $20 million a year on a four-year $80 million contract. And his productivity kind of dropped off a little yeah. bit after he got paid. Absolutely. He had a, he had a tough season last year. Behind him is Jonathan Allen, who is 27 years old. His second contract was a four-year, $72 million deal. That equates to $18 million on average. So we've got 31, 21, 20, 18. And behind him is Vita Vea getting $17.75 million a year on a four-year, $71 million deal. So Spotrack is my favorite website to go to when talking about contracts, how much a player's worth is, um, where, where teams are with the salary cap. They have Jeffrey Simmons value pegged at $21 million. $21 million a year is how much they think Jeffrey Simmons is worth. So that put him fourth or that would, third? That would put him tied for second with Buckner. But Oh, oh, right, 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 right. 
I think it's going to be more than that because when Buckner signed his deal with the Colts, the salary cap was not as high as it is now, which is when, when, when Jeffrey Simmons will be signing his deal with the Titans. So while he may not be the second best defensive tackle in the NFL yet, I do think he's a top five guy. But while he may not be number two at his position just yet, the potential for him is, is uh, astronomical, right? Uh, the sky is the ceiling for Aaron yeah. Donald. Yeah. Or, I mean, excuse me, for Jeffrey Simmons. So I don't know. How much do you think, knowing knowing what we know with these guys, how much do you think Jeffrey Simmons' next deal will, will count for, you know, on a per-dollar basis, I guess on an annual per dollar basis. If he can continue to like, to, you know, if, if his trajectory continues to go up and he doesn't plateau and he doesn't, uh, you know, no, no injuries or anything like that. Let's, let's just say he's a double digit sack year. Let's say it's an even 10 sacks this year. I think you could be getting close. And I mean, you have to make sure, I mean, you, you got to, Lord knows you got to make sure the Jaguars don't pull some middle of the road oh. defensive lineman and overpay him Christian Kirk. Uh, so <laughs> I think, I think like uh, uh, barring none of those issues, I think, yeah, I think 20 to 21 million, I think is a fair yeah. assessment for Jeff Simmons because you do know, and anyone in football knows that the sport is one in the trenches and the importance of a good offensive line and a good defensive line can work wonders for you. The the Rams, even before they won the Super Bowl this past year, have always been at the top of the NFC. Why? Because they've had, they've had one of the best defensive lines for the last five years, six right. years. Even when Jared Goff was their quarterback and they sucked uh, before they made it to the Super Bowl a couple years ago against the Patriots. The defensive line was still the backbone of that team and they kind of built, built from without or with within. With, with their built well built the, built from the Rams side they started defensive players, line and then worked go. their way out there we go uh then that's that's um I feel like that's th people realize like that's the importance like it's so important to have that foundation built for the rest of your house and so I I don't I wouldn't be surprised nor would I be upset if the Titans did kind of crack open the piggy bank a little bit to pay Jeff Simmons. I think that his deal is going to be worth more than $21 million. Really? I said, I said today on the morning show that I think it's going to be around the $23 million mark annually that Jeffrey Simmons is going to be bringing in probably so four years. So he would be the second highest paid defensive lineman in the sport. I'm going to go four years, $92 million. That'd be 23 a year. And you, you were hitting on it, right? It's just as important to have a quarterback as it is to have a defensive line and pass rush who can get to the quarterback. Yes. Both of the teams that were in the Super Bowl, the Bengals and the Rams, had that. They had a defensive line who could get to the quarterback, you know, make him make an early decision. And the back end of the defense, the secondary, we saw the Bengals secondary ball out the whole postseason, capitalizing on that pass rush's ability to get to a quarterback the, early. To, I mean, just go back to the Titans' last game to show just how important a good defensive line is. The Titans turned the ball over three times. Their turnover margin was negative three in a pro football game in the playoffs. And they still almost won that game mm -hmm. all because of their defensive line. So that alone, like a defensive line, you're right, can keep you in games that you probably have no business winning whatsoever. Otherwise, uh, you know, like uh, think back to the freaking Texans game earlier in the year where their like turnover differential was like negative five. And they still almost won that game. It came down to the final drive. 
It is the Texans. The Texans. The, the mean, Texans are the exception to the rule. Jack, don't cases. take the don't take the fuel out of my argument here. Okay. <laughs> I, I just have to throw the asterisk in, you know, the, I the, mean, the, the small, the small words at the bottom of your screen. I we're got all thinking it. Yeah. Okay. Right. And if your erection lasts longer than four hours, consult Call the position. Like yeah. we all know those. Okay. <laughs> but like that, all I'm saying is a defensive line is just as important. And you could maybe even argue better, like more important than a quarterback in the NFL. Well, if that I, was the case, then the Titans would have gone on to win the Super Bowl last year. All right. right. All right. You freaking Tannehill hater. Which no, speaking I'm of Tannehill hater. No, you, you know are. I'm not a Tannehill hater. You're a closeted Tana hater. Uh, That's not true. Which speaking of, real quick, not to not to go too far off them, uh, but uh here this is a special message to any uh Tana haters out there, like my co-host Jack. Oh my gosh. If you think the Titans couldn't do worse at quarterback with a wor- with a worse contract, because that's like, you know, the argument. It's like, oh, you know, not only is Tannehill suck, but his contract sucks, too. Uh, at least they didn't sign a guy to the richest contract in history with the most guaranteed money ever while facing 24 and counting sexual assault cases. The Browns have no shame. It's. And they they're paying him what like a million dollars this year because they know he's going to get the Goodell suspension for about a year. They're paying yeah they're year. paying him one dollar this year. So if he if he misses out if he's suspended this year he'll miss out on one dollar. So morally bankrupt, but they need a quarterback that bad that it's almost like, like okay I see where they're coming from. If he's at the Fruitopia vending machine, he's going to have to bum a dollar off of you just to just to buy a bottle. Um, <laughs> do you remember Fruitopia? Jack? I don't I don't remember Fruitopia. Damn, Jack. Damn, it's so good. It was that we had one at uh my middle school growing up. Shout out Woodland Middle School. Uh we uh it, it was, it what was the, the Woodland machine. Warriors. What, what, what's, Woodland what, Warriors. What, Hell yeah, dude. That's what I thought. Yeah, they used to feed into Brentwood High, but then uh now all of a sudden they feed into so I don't know if I hate Woodland now because they feed into Ravenwood and I hate Ravenwood. Um, but anyway, that's that's high school. That's for our high school uh trash talk podcast. Yeah, we'll, um we'll be debuting that next week. All right, Jack, you want to get to uh, remember the Titan? Let's do it. Okay. You want to go first? You, how about you lead us off this week? Okay. Uh, I, all right. I was, I was just about to say you should go. First, okay. Well, I'll no, go no, first. no, 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 no. That? I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay. Uh, my, my remember the Titan comes uh, via request, which we don't normally do this. Like, and it's like, I mean, one, because we don't normally get a lot, but also just because, I mean, we, we usually, Jack and I, we tend to go, put in our own work, put in our own legwork and our own, um, you know, research, research and data, our own heart. We spend, we, we, the Jack and I spend hours a week on remember the Titan segment, because we want to find the perfect Titan that makes you go, huh, I remember that guy, you know, or, <laughs> that's, or the, that's the only emotion we want out of you guys. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I remember him. Uh, but this week, you know what I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to take a request because we got a request from uh, a guy who has become a over the last couple of weeks, a massive Tupper, a, a guy who he is. If, if there are front lines to the top army, this guy is on me, him. You're telling me this guy's a front liner. Well, what, what, I can't wait for the name. drop. He's a general. He's a, he's a, a captain, a, uh, a sergeant, whatever. What's the highest ranking in the army? I don't know. I never, I feel like it's a like, lieutenant's pretty good. That and poker hands. I, ne- I can never remember which one's like higher than the others. Um, 
But okay, so let's say he's a lieutenant. Whatever the highest is, this guy is up there. And it, his name is Dave. Dave Durango. <laughs> That's right. He goes yeah, by on Twitter yeah. at bad 17 Durango, which I'm assuming the bad 17 is a Tannehill Tannehater joke. Oh, maybe. No. I don't I mean, know. I think Dan, I, don't I, I, I think Dave's better than that. I, yeah, I was going to say, I should not, I should not assume bad 17 just could be like his nickname or something. Um, but, uh, but so Dave, um, he, he's always tweeting and he's always telling others about Titan, a podcast, whenever, whenever, um, anyone's like, Hey, I'm a new Titans fan or, you know, Hey, I'm a, I'm new into football or, you know, like I, I'm looking for a, a good Titans podcast. Dave is always in there being like mm-hmm. at Titan up pod at Titan up pod. You got to listen to the guys. Uh, so shout out Dave. Be like Dave. Mad, mad, mad respect for you. We appreciate. And there's a lot of tuppers out there like Dave, but Dave has like gone from, I didn't know who Dave was probably like five weeks ago to now he's, I think he's going to be the best man. If I ever get uh, uh, married again, <laughs> which I'm not getting married again. So sorry, Dave, I don't mean to, I, I, you know, I don't plan on, you know, divorcing my wife or anything like that. I but, mean, uh, the statistics show that one, one of the two of us will be getting a divorce. Right? Isn't it like a, Damn. a straight up 50%? Damn, Jack. I didn't even run. Yeah. So sorry, dude. I guess I'll go to both your weddings. Um <laughs> <laughs> no, but Jack, but seriously though, if I'm not a groomsman in your wedding, I'll be severely disappointed. You'll be a groomsman, but since we only have an online relationship, you'll have to be joined by video chat. You're gonna make no, you know what you're gonna do? You're gonna make me, you're gonna uh freaking make me an usher in your wedding. No, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Which uh I forget. That's a that's a that's a callback to the cold open of the soda, and I don't remember what the callback was for. <laughs> Who were we talking about? What, was it the asthma talk- list? It could be the asthma list. Oh, that's right. It was the asthma list. Yeah, it was no, it wasn't the cold open, it was the asthma list. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it was the freaking the, the best running backs. Emmett Smith is oh, the usher. That's right, that's right. He's the usher. He's not the groomsman of the best running backs wedding. Um, okay. <laughs> so all that to say, bad, bad 17 Durango, our guy, Dave, he suggested or he requested for remember the Titan this week to do Carl, or excuse me, Colin, Carl Mooney. You guys remember Colin Mooney? Oh yeah. Uh, fullback. He, uh, he, played for the Tennessee Titans from 2012 to 2014 before finishing his career for one season with the Falcons. My man has 19 career rushing yards, not 19 carries, 19 rushing yards, 3.8 yards per carry. Okay. First that's of all, that's, that is effective. Yeah. I don't think you can ask anything more out of a fullback. In fact, I think that's the ceiling for a fullback. I don't think it's your, it's, Fullbacks are not legally allowed to carry the ball for more yards than 3.8. So he, he hit his ceiling there. Uh, he has six catches in his career and 32 receiving yards. He's out of Katy, Texas, went to army. Okay. Speaking of army rankings, this dude is a freaking general in my book or a Lieutenant, uh, whatever the highest ranking is again, him and Dave are both. In fact, Dave probably went to army with him because Dave is also a lieutenant. The fullback um, position is such a military position, right? We, we've got Colin Mooney. We also had a, a, a mod hall. Remember yeah. Sarge, right. they called him Sarge. Yes. It's like, if you, if you get like a wide receiver out of Georgia, odds are you're getting a good one. You know, if you get a linebacker out of Penn state, 
Yeah, odds are you're getting a good. Yeah, player. if you get a skill player out of Florida, I mean, he's probably going to get arrested. He'll probably get arrested. Mm-hmm. But if you get a fullback out of Army, oh baby, well you better. Hey, you your running back better enjoy those uh, massive holes to run through. Um, because you know, and because technically, opening up holes, that's an Army strategy. I think they teach that in uh, in most. Uh, in most army classes, don't there. ask, I, don't I, tell. That's right. That's right. West, <laughs> exactly. I, I I've never been to West Point, but I can only imagine uh, that's what they sell. So, uh, but Jack, so um, Colin Mooney is, I, damn it, I got so many damn tabs open. Here we go. Colin Mooney. He, uh, his time is, he's got. This is his entire professional career paragraph on his Wikipedia page. Mooney was signed by the Tennessee Titans on May 1st, 2012. After, oh, of course, signed in the Army on May Day. How about that? Mm. After going undrafted in the 2012 NFL draft. Okay. So this guy's undrafted and he's like, you know what? Screw it. I'm still, I'm going to sign with the Titans anyway. Uh, and after seeing modest playing time in the 2012 2013 seasons for the team, Mooney was waived by the Tennessee Titans on August 29th, 2014. That's, Some- his, that's the, that's his entire career, uh, according to Wikipedia. Some would call Colin Mooney a draft dodger. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it, Jack. Should we end the Damn podcast? it, Jack. That is good. Should, oh, should we end it now? No, I I mean, <laughs> there's. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, you can listen to the rest of this ode, but we're not going to top that. <laughs> we're not going to top that. Is that all you have on Lieutenant Colin Mooney? It is now. <laughs> All right. Well, now it's time for me then. I'm going to go with um, a, a guy who played for the Titans as recently as last year, 2021. He played eight games, started in three of those for the Titans, forced one fumble, and actually got two sacks. Th- these statistics are surprising me, and I'm sure they'll surprise you after I read this dude's name. Kyle, no name, no middle name listed, Pecco. Kyle Pecco, defensive tackle. Currently playing with the Las Vegas Raiders. If you remember his, you probably do remember his cousin. He was a captain for the uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. He was that defensive tackle with the crazy hair flowing out of the back of his helmet. He was Samoan. He had all those tattoos, a wild beard. He was a Pro Bowler with the Bengals, um, named Demonta Peck, Demonta Pecco. So Kyle Pecco, like I mentioned, played for the Titans last season. He's now with the Raiders. He he initially broke into the NFL, also a draft dodger. Signed with the Broncos as a UDFA after the 2016 NFL draft. Um, moved up to, the, to Buffalo, messed around with the Bills on the practice squad for a little while, then got waived, signed with the Colts, but waived five days later. Back to the Broncos. But uh, there was a COVID situation. He opted out of the 2020 season, then came to Tennessee, obviously played an eight game, started in three with two sacks. Two sacks is, I, I don't remember either of his sacks. Maybe some of you guys will. The reason the reason I chose Kyle Pecco is because circling back to the very start of the podcast, he is also an NFL player with asthma. Oh snap! Mm-hmm. Oh snap! I dug deep. I dug deep. Karen Van Dyke. I, I went deeper than that. She was too easy. Amy to, Van Dyken. <laughs> damn it, Jack! I went to Kyle Pecco. Talk about research and digging deep. That I'm look. Here. That's. That's the type of freaking uh, uh, Elias stats and info a, that you Elias get. Sports Bureau. 
Yeah, Elias. Well, what's the stats and info one? Um, ESPN stats and info. Yeah, but isn't there another one? Uh, Elias. Elias stats. No, no. It's, it's yeah. definitely Elias Sports Bureau. That's the kind of right. research and development that you will get from this podcast and this podcast alone. You know, look. Oh, oh, oh. You like the F words pod? Well, guess what? They get all their content just straight from. PFF, pro exactly, exactly. They, 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 they're cop, they're a copy paste podcast. Not yeah. us. That's not us. That's not us. We have never copy and pasted anything <laughs> like the top ten athletes from who have asthma. Not copy and pasted from anywhere. Failing to remember our Olympic our Olympic legends that also had asthma. We we came up with that ourselves. <laughs> All right. Uh, you got anything else on our on our our Asthma, love and fool. No, love Kyle Pecco. Um, hope he sticks somewhere in the NFL. I kind of hope he comes back to the Titans. Two sacks out of the guy that I don't even remember. Why not bring him back? Although the yeah. Raiders kind of put through their dibs on him by signing him. Kyle um, Pecco. It's where the pets go. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's, all right. Uh, well, this podcast sure was a breath of fresh air. Sorry, I just had to work in one more bad <laughs> asthma joke. Uh, okay. Uh, guys, give us a follow on Twitter at Tighten Up Pod, uh, like our guy Bad Seventeen Durango does. Um, give us a uh, follow on our Instagram at Tighten Up Podcast. We appreciate all of you who do. We're on the drive for a thousand, a thousand followers by um, by draft night. And Jack, um, the other day uh, we got a when we got our submission from Lindsay D. Uh, for the sewed episode, which get your sewed episode submissions in mm-hmm. now. Get them in. The sooner you get them in, the sooner we will get to uh, name a sewed after your choice uh, if it's a good one. But uh, Lindsay Deeds, uh, Lindsay D says, uh, "Hey guys, first and foremost, I owe y'all an apology as I just assumed I had been following since you're always on my timeline. But good news, you are one closer to goal by draft. It's Thank totally you. gonna happen." Lindsay, Lindsay D. Lindsay D gets the show and we appreciate it. So we shout love out you, Lindsay D. D. But be like Lindsay D. Most of you listening to this right now are probably like, like probably assume you already follow us because you know we show up on people's timelines because you follow a lot of other Titans accounts. So you probably just assume that you follow us. Just double check, okay? <laughs> Do the uh tighten up double check, which is not to be copy and pasted from the discount double check. Okay. This is the tighten up double check. You go to our social accounts and you make sure that you are following us. And if you're not like Lindsay D wasn't, you hit that follow button and you get us closer to 1K by draft night. That's right. We've got to get to 1K by draft night. We've got a long ways to go, but a long time to get there. And while you're at it, go ahead and follow that voice right there at Jack A. Gentry on Twitter. A must follow for all things uh, Titans and just comedy, honestly. Uh, great memes and uh, great writing now too. You go to a to z sports.com. You can see a lot of posts up there by my guy, Jack a Gentry uh, dude is like, he's, he's following in his uncle's footsteps. Uh, <laughs> and pretty soon he's going to be rocking Hawaiian shirts and visors. I don't know that Jim is like Aaron Donald. I don't think that they, they make two of those guys. Pr- pretty soon. Jack and I are going to start our own Dodgers podcast uh, mm, together, which no, he's going to follow in his footsteps. Uh, and uh, make sure you follow ADC sports on all the social accounts. You can follow me on Twitter at Austin Huff. Interact with us guys. Send me your, your, uh, your John Randall uh, 
photos because I want to know that more people know, remember John Randall other than me. Also, and Cheesecake Factory orders. Need to know some. I kind of want to We need your Cheesecake Factory orders. Look, I know we're giving you a lot of homework. We're like those teachers that are like, end of the day, we're like, oh yeah, by the way, this is due tomorrow. This is due. Just, just, just do it. Just interact with us. We yeah. love you guys. We're you, also you guys the- seriously are you make this podcast so much more fun because we know there are people out there that one get this show, but two have fun with us and, and don't take Mm -hmm. being a Titans fan as seriously as most Titans fans out there do. Um, And that's what we try and bring with this, uh, with this podcast. So we appreciate each and every one of you join the community, join the community of Tuppers that we are growing, uh, especially in time for uh, the upcoming football season. Yes, exactly. And Hey, you know what? We're not the type of teachers that make you turn in your homework. If less than half the class turns in their homework, we just won't count it as an assignment. Yeah, we want, we want, we want, we want Karen Van Dyke in the vice principal's office to know that we're doing our best (laughs) job as teachers. Yeah, we will not report you to Miss Miss uh, Van Dyken. We will instead we will go to the teacher sounds and we will wheel the TV and VCR into the room and we will put on uh, uh, Fern Gully. Is that a reference you get, Jack? Mm-hmm, no. Okay. Uh, what about uh, what about uh, Jack, the uh, the the old Robin Williams movie? Mm-mm. No. Also, oh for two. We're gonna get one. Okay. Come on, Spy Kids. Spy, Spy Kids. Kids love Spy Kids. Frankie Munoz. Damn it. I go. knew you. I knew you'd love Spy Kids. Wait, Frankie Munoz wasn't in Spy Kids? Yeah, he was, wasn't he? No, he was in, in he was in uh Big Big Liar or Big Bad Liar or something. What was that kid in Spy Kids name? Um I think I I'm know. right on this. I think I, I mean I'm I may have bested you. No, he's an agent Cody Banks. That's what Cody you're thinking. Cody Banks, of. damn it. I lost and that Big Fat Liar. Big Fat Liar was the movie I was thinking of. Yeah, this is definitely not Frankie Munoz. No, it's not. Not nearly as, as as stunning. You were thinking of My Dog Skip, which is another movie that we might watch on the no, VCR. I'll tell you that what I wasn't in. thinking of, and it was it, it's not My Dog Skip. Did you? But do you you remember that movie though, right? No, absolutely not. Never heard of it in my life. I remember Clifford the Big Red Dog. Jeez. Oh yeah, My Dog Skip came out in two thousand. You were born three years later. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're gonna get out of here after that. Uh, thank you guys so much to, to, for listening to this podcast. We freaking love you guys. And uh, I guess with all of that said, <laughs> dying <Dine> up. <laughs> they used to be the Oilers a long, long time ago when they played in the Houston Astrodome. They've gone from being spoilers to starting six and zero. Oh. They're the Tennessee Titans, they're the 